Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I am your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is Gino Barbaro. Thanks for being on the show, Gino. Hey, Whitney. How you doing? Really good. Hope you're doing well, Gino. I am. So you know, I've met Gino at, at uh, uh, his conferences in 2017, 2018, Jake and Gino conference, which I highly recommend. First year, 2017, I was very impressed. It was very well done. Great speakers, great content. And then this year, it was twice as big. Uh, and thanks again, Gino, for the conference and how you're educating so many people. Thank you. I mean, we uh, on our first conference, I remember we shared a private moment before the whole thing started. And it was really it was really a nice moment between the two of us because you were one of the first guys who snuck in and we had the doors closed. And I was just sitting there. I'm all nervous. Don't know what to expect. And um, it was really good. Um, it was a really nice moment. And we had a great time. It was a great first event. And I think if you just try to bring value to people and you know try to teach multifamily, I think people like that. And if you just continue to grow and continue to make mistakes and continue to fall forward, good things happen. Yeah, no doubt. And Gino's definitely one of my favorite people in the business, just very genuine, ready to help anyone. I really appreciate that about him. He's an investor, a business owner, entrepreneur. Uh, He's grown his multifamily portfolio to over 900 units in just a few years. Um, He's a best-selling author. He's a certified professional coach. And uh, Gino, why don't you give us a little more background about uh, how you got into real estate and, uh, you know, and kind of the direction your business is going in now? Sure, Whitney. I think the most important thing that you missed out was uh, I'm a father of six children. Uh, we homeschool our kids. So that comes first. I, that's what I learned in life coaching school. You figure out what your why is. And I think we can all say, hey, my family's my why. But let's chunk it down a little bit deeper. My real why was I wanted to be an inspiration and a role model for my kids. I wanted to know what a father was. I wanted to know what a male was. I want them to understand how we're supposed to treat women, how we're supposed to you know, put them on a pedestal and let them know that we're there for them. So how would I do that? I do that by my actions and by trying to provide for them. Um, and I have a son also. So I want my son to see how we're supposed to do that in life. And I'm not talking about, you know, saying women have one job and men have another job, but I wanted my, my women to see how I treat them, how I love them, how I respect them, how I teach them. And um, I was at the restaurant for about 20 years. I had a restaurant business and I just didn't feel like I was doing that. It was a job to me. Uh, I, I loved it. It was family oriented. That was some great things about it. But on the flip side of it is I had to work on the weekends. I had to work during the holidays, I, you know, during Christmas, on Easter, all these big holidays I was working. And it was, it was tearing me apart because I wanted to spend those holidays with them. But at the same time, I had to work. So um, that's what led me to multifamily. About five or six years ago, in February of 2013, we, we bought our first 25 unit deal. Um, it took us about 18 months for Jake and I to, to buy that deal. Uh, you're not going to jump in and buy your first deal within the first month or two. It's not going to happen. I always tell people it takes four years to get a college degree. It's going to take a little bit of time. And Whitney can document his journey from 2017 to 2018. It's a year of learning, a year of networking, a year of growing, a year of really fleshing out your why. And I didn't finish about my why. I think the other part of the why was I just wanted to spend more time. I wanted to become financially free. I wanted to be able to jump on a podcast at at 10 o'clock in the morning and not have to as Whitney says, to go to my day job. Because um, my day job was actually a day and a night job and a weekend job. So uh, I really had a crystal clear 
idea of what I wanted to do. So that's what that's what led me to multifamily. So, so I mean, you and, and Jake have grown this business now, and you've been buying uh, properties uh, without syndicating, but but now you all are moving into the syndication platform, also, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, um, syndication is another, another tool in the toolbox. Uh, I think a lot of guys who get into multifamily who don't have the funds, but have the ability, have the experience, they get into syndication first. Jake and I did it backwards. We we bought our first deal by ourselves. We were able to add value to the property. We were able to buy our second deal. And it's important. We brought on another partner on our second deal who was really helpful with the balance sheet. He lent us money in our third deal. We were able to refinance these properties and roll the proceeds into the following properties. So for me, it wasn't the shiny object syndrome. I didn't want the car, didn't need a bigger house. I just wanted to continue um, adding to my passive income so I could leave my day job. So that's what we ended up doing. We ended up scaling to 900 units with no syndication. Now we've got a syndication closing in uh, November 6th. It's closing 130 units. It's It's our first syndication. And it's like we're buying a first deal again because it's a lot of stuff to learn. So... Uh, I was fortunate to host a podcast where I learned syndication on my own podcast. Actually, podcasting probably about 20 different guys who have different strategies on, on podcasting. I love syndication for a couple of reasons, and I lo- don't like it for a couple of reasons. So there's pros and cons to every strategy. Um, it allows you to scale. It allows you to use other people's money. It allows you to really focus on the uh, underwriting aspect of it. You need to be diligent because you're getting money from investors. The flip side is I don't like taking money from people because especially family members, because it, it puts a little pressure. And sometimes, you know, something doesn't work out right. I don't want to lose that friendship or that family member. So that is probably one of the reasons why we didn't start in the beginning. And the second reason I think is it's it's more of a short-term kind of strategy where it's, a, I don't want to call it a glorified fix and flip, but it's one of those where you, after three to five years, you need to seem how, somehow return the capital to the investors, whether it's, you know, usually through a sale. If not, you probably have to refinance the property if you're fortunate. So um, we like to buy and hold for long term. And then if property appreciates a lot, let's sell. But if not, we like to hold. So that's one of the big differences that I struggle with syndication. Although we're doing the syndication, it looks like it's got a lot of meat on the bone. Hopefully after a couple of years, we can refinance and continue to hold it. Awesome. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the deal? Um, you know, wh- Where's it at? And, and uh, what was it about it that made this deal stick out that said, okay, this one's going to work? That's a great question. I mean, it's in Kentucky. It's in Louisville. We're a vertically integrated company. So we do day-to-day property management. We have the education company. We created a syndication company. We're actually going to start a brokerage company also. So we said to ourselves, we want to have it within three hours of Knoxville where we are. That's Louisville. So uh, we love that We love that market because there's over $12 billion of economic activity going on. It's got great job growth. It's got great manufacturing there. We're couple miles down the street from 6,500 jobs. We like that. Um, great tax structure there. The property is a mom and pop, which is what we focus on. I'm just thinking through the property right now. Uh, it's the exact same property that we bought on our third deal. The rents are really suppressed. They're only $520 for a two bedroom. And we know we can get $700 from day one. Um, there's a rubs place, a ratio utility billing play where we can go back to the tenants. And you might be saying to yourself, why would a landlord do that? Why would he just keep the rent suppressed? That's the mom and pop mentality. They don't want to bother with it. They're so burned out. They have no systems. They think if they raise rents, they're going to lose tenants. But one of the things with, with, with what's been going on, you know, macroeconomically, people are not buying. They're renting right now. So rents have been pushing up for the last five or six years. And I don't see that stopping. I don't know why. They just keep coming out with articles on home home ownership is, is dropping. And uh, our rents in Knoxville have been going up 5% for the last three years. And they're still cheaper than 
actually owning a home. So there's still the ability to raise those rents. So for us, those are all the value plays uh, on that deal. There's a commercial uh, unit on the property where I think we can actually add value to it. And we're pulling out some land from the deal. So hopefully we can sell the land off as a different, a different piece, different parcel. Awesome. So what's been the most difficult thing from going from, um, you know, not syndicating to syndicating? Because obviously you all are very experienced in purchasing apartment buildings. But what, you know, what about the syndication has been the most difficult? Uh, for us, it was a timeline. It's just actually understanding the whole mechanics of it. So I have a little document on our platform. I'm creating syndication videos. It removes really fast. You have to have all of your ducks in a row. You need to be able to speak to a syndication attorney months before you even start the journey. Figure out what your strategy is. Figure out if you're going to give a preferred rate of return. Figure out what the split is, the general partnership and the limited partner. Get all that done and, and then start, you know, if you're going to start syndicating today, you need to start creating substantive relationships with others and, and other investors out there. And I was blessed through the uh, education platform through the live events that we had a significant, um, size, sizable, um, you know, investor base. We weren't using it because I just didn't have time to utilize it. That's why we created the syndication company and brought on a young guy named Dylan, who's head of investor relations. It's another job syndication. You're dealing with investors now. It's not, it has nothing to do with underwriting the deal, finding the deal, running the deal. It's investor relations and the way investors are going to, are going to actually invest with you is you need to reach out to them. You need to create value to them. You need to be transparent with them. You need to spend hours on the phone with people. So, I mean, Dylan, when he first got here with us, he spent hours, I mean, reaching out to the three or 400 people on our list. And since it's since grown to 600. So you need to, you know, nurture those relationships. So you need to start creating that. So when you actually have a, a product or an investment out there, you can actually reach out to them and say, Hey, by the way, this is where I've got, would you like to see it? So that was one of the hardest things for us to do is instead of just, Hey, listen, we got a deal. Let's go put our money. It's wow. We have to think about how are we going to structure this for our investors? Nice. So, so y'all are moving into the syndication platform also. You all, you, will you all keep growing the multifamily side also that's, you know, buying the mom and pop properties just like you've been doing and then also doing syndications. That's just that's a, like another arm of your business. We've got another 115 units in, in Knoxville that we're putting on the contract this week. It's a small deal. It's about $2.8 million. So that one we're going to keep in-house ourselves because we're able to get community financing on it 15% down with... Uh, with um, the re renovation costs built into the loan. So that's a great deal for us. We're going to, you're going to have to get recourse debt, debt on that. So not many syndications have recourse financing. So on this one, we're just going to get recourse financing. When we build it up, we'll actually be able to refinance it out, pull the money out and bring it, to, bring it to uh, one of the agencies. So about a 12 month strategy. So that's something we're going to probably buy in house. But I think syndication, one of the big pluses for syndication is it allows you to go big. So we can start focusing on those 15 and $20 million acquisitions. Whereas if we're doing it by ourselves, we've done a few of those by ourselves, but you, you tend to run out of money after a while. So syndication allows you to scale, allows you to go bigger and allows you to have a better, I guess, selection of deals. So that's why, that's why we like the syndication also. I think you can be a little stronger too, as far as putting in LOIs. I mean, you, you're ready to go. Yes, uh, absolutely. That's a great point. Um, and I think it's, we were talking about beliefs before. I think it gives you the confidence, right? Knowing that you have a couple of investors with a million bucks or two million bucks on the sideline saying, I, I want a deal. When you find that deal, you're confident to put in that LOI. You're confident to call the broker up because you have those funds. So that's something that cannot be overlooked. That's a great point. So why don't we talk about that a little bit? I know that's a it's a, something you are very educated in as far as helping and coaching people get into the business. You know, what, what's a very common thing that, that keeps people from starting and getting into the business, Gino? 
I think we talked about it offline a little, a little bit. I think it's a person's belief. I mean, you look at two people, if somebody believes that they can do something, they're going to do it. And if they believe they can't, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. They stumble, they, they can't do it. I think we talk about the why I had a strong enough, why I had a strong enough vision of why I wanted to get into multifamily. Um, but I also got educated and, and I knew it took like you, Whitney, about a year to become really educated in the verbiage, being able to speak to brokers. I did two different, real estate coaching program. So I spent a lot of time on my money. Bigger pockets wasn't around as much 10 years ago. I went to life coaching school. I worked on myself. But I think if somebody believes they can do it, and the first you know couple you know myths that we get about multifamily is um, I don't have enough money. You know, there's there's no money out there. Well, there's so much money out there. You don't have to use your own money, but there is so much money out there. I think people have to get educated on the deals and how to underwrite deals. And the second one is no deals out there. You know, we're finding them. Um, it's not as easy as it was a couple of years ago, but you have to be out there working. And, and I think the other thing is, I think people think, you know what, they're just going to, deals are going to fall in your lap. Or I look at a couple of deals, this deal that I'm talking about in Knoxville, we had it in April. We went to go see it. Uh, it was out there for a couple of months. Then the gentleman said he's going to sell to his partners. It came back to us. So it's one of those things where you have to be patient, persistent, but willing to walk away. And that's what we did. And I gave my partner a lot of credit because I was really annoyed when he, Turned us away, and you know he he strung us along for so long. I think just being patient, and you know, doesn't work. Just walk away. Don't burn any bridges. It might come back to you. So um, those are the big myths in multifamily. I think everyone's comfortable single family because they've done it. They bought a house. It, it seems like something that they can do. Um, I think the belief is that that's easy and they can do it. Um, just step back, check your beliefs. I, like I said, if a pizza guy and a drug drug rep can do it, anybody can do it. So you mentioned, uh, you know, people saying, oh, I can't find deals, can't find deals. And I, I do. I hear that all the time. And then, you know, then I, I interview guys like yourself to say, oh, you know, we're doing this deal. We're doing this deal. You know, tell us, give us some pointers, uh, you know, on how to find those deals. What are you all doing to, to increase your deal flow? That's a great question. Starting a podcast like you is a great way to find deals because you talk to guys who are in the business. You start networking, going to live events is a great place to find deals because you meet people who are in the business going to meetups or maybe starting your own meetup is another great place to find deals. Thinking outside the box is, is, is one of the ways of finding deals. Uh, the broker relationships are, are key in our industry and you know, brokers aren't going to give you deals on day one or day two. You need to be persistent. I've got students who, um, you know, started the platform a couple of months ago. There's one in particular. He reaches out to brokers every three or four days. He has them on speed dial. He has them on text. He has them on email. You know, you have to build rapport with the person on the other side, and then they might start sending you deals. Um, you have to have the credibility. And if you don't leverage someone else's credibility, if you haven't gotten into a deal, but it's all about really reaching out to these brokers and trying to, you know, make uh, connections with them. Awesome. Uh, Gino, what's the, what's the number one thing that's contributed to your success? Um, I'm not that smart. So I really have to work hard. And that's the truth. I mean, like uh, people who are really talented, sometimes are a little lazy. Uh, the thing with the restaurant business, it was hard work. I mean, to make money at the end of the week, you had to pray that it didn't snow, that you didn't lose power, that uh, six days you were open, that a holiday didn't fall on one of those days, that you worked 12 hours, that it was 100 degrees or 20 degrees. It, it was just really hard work and, and it was very fragmented. So I, I was able to schedule out my week. So I've got my sheet here in front of me. I've got my things to do today. I'm very regimented. I know what I have to get done. And um, 
I think the other thing is the accountability with the partners. So Jake and I created a partnership and there'd be no way that I would be able to do the education if he wasn't running day-to-day property management. It's just very, very difficult to do both because it takes full time. I did, I did Jake and Gino for over a year and a half, maybe two years about monetizing it, just get doing podcasts, um, writing articles, um, getting on people's shows. And it, cause it was fun because I could do it because I didn't need to get paid from that aspect. I was getting paid from the investments and all, but it was a business that was creating and, that's the weird thing about life. If you don't give up, things start moving, you start getting momentum, then all of a sudden one little thing happens, you do a live event for 200 people, then the next year it's 400 people, and then the next year it's 700 people. It just grows exponentially. And you just have to stick into it and just make sure that you know it's a passion if you like it. And I think the other thing is, as you grow, it's not about the money. Money is not the cause, it's money's not, money's the cause. Money's not the cause, it's the result. So if you're just doing this for money, it's not gonna work. Ultimately, you're going to burn out and you're going to see that that's not how you create value. You create value by seeing what the marketplace wants and what the marketplace needs. And we're trying to grow a vibrant community. And in real estate, it's all about the community. It's all about being held accountable by other people and being able to ask questions and be able to network. So um, I think that's probably the biggest thing for me. Awesome. So, you know, I see, I mean, you all are growing so many arms of your business and you all are doing some just some great things. I've kind of seen it happen over the last couple of years. And, you know, as far as the syndication aspect specifically, how are you all uh, growing that? What are you doing? You know, maybe something that we could all imp- implement. So we didn't start out by doing this, right? We just want to get some passive income and buy some deals. And that's what I think is the difference between multifamily and single family. I think it's easier to grow a business. And I think everybody on this call needs to understand that real estate is not real estate. Real estate is a business. You need to treat it as a business. Um, and it's easy to, it's income and expenses. I think what you have to do is get clear on what you want, right? Start growing your assets. And every little property is its own income generator, whether there's laundry on the property, whether there's rubs on the property, application fees, maybe cell phone tower, parking. Each one has its own revenue generators. That's what I love about multifamily. Now, for the syndication, we're fortunate to start the education right after the uh, property management. So the education was able to help us with investors. You don't need an education platform. You can just start doing writing articles. You can start reaching out to people. Um, to start a syndication company, start with um, getting investors. Start putting investors on that on your page. Start creating a credibility book where you're showing people what you're doing. If you have no deals, get a case study. Create a case study. Put it inside what I call a credibility book. Show them to people and say, hey, listen, this is a deal that I'm looking at. If I find something like this, can I reach out to you? And most people are going to say yes because they want to, you know, the opportunity. They, a lot of people want to get into multifamily but don't know how to. So this is a great way for them to know how to. So for us with the syndication company, we're able to have all three or four branches under one office. So we're opening an office in Knoxville the next month that's going to have our syndication team there, our education team our brokerage team, and we're actually bringing in a mortgage broker also. So all four of those aspects under one roof where they're going to feed each other. So if you don't like the education part, I can send you to become an investor with us. Oh, you need a mortgage? Here's a mortgage deal. Oh, we've got a deal in-house. If we can't buy it ourselves, we'll source it out from our brokerage team to our community. So it's in, in the initial steps, but we see that it's, it's a really great way to become um, you know, part, part of that whole vibrant community and be able to offer those services to, uh, to our Jake and Gino community. Well, that's exciting. I can't wait to see that happen. And um, Gino, tell us the number one reason you see syndicators fail in the business. Uh, that's a good, that's a really good question. I don't know that many that have failed now because it's just the market has been elevating, but I think they have unrealistic 
when they do underwriting, uh, I've talked to the attorneys and a lot of attorneys saying that a lot of these deals are skinny. And I think syndicators, just like everybody else, get into the game because of the fees and because of making money, not because of focusing on their investors. I think the number one thing that syndicators that we have to do is look at the deal, not by what the fees are going to be generated, but what, what the returns are going to be for the investors and how we're going to get their money back. So just like any other business, just like real estate, if you focus on your investors and how your model is going to get that money back to them and how you're going to make them money, that'll be okay. Don't get into it because you're going to get a 3% acquisition fee and a 2% property management fee. Uh, that, that's that's the icing on the cake. The real idea is just to focus on the deal itself. Nice. Does that make sense? Yes. Uh, tell us, uh, you know, I guess, what are you all excited about right now as far as, you know, you're finding more deals, you all are, uh, you're growing your business. And as far as in the syndication side, what what's going to happen, say, you know, over the next six months, you're going to keep moving from this deal from, de- I mean, how's that going to grow? We're going to continue to look for deals. Uh, we just had a Monday. We have our Monday morning call every every week, um, and we actually put out a thing that we want to underwrite three deals a week. So three deals a week is not a lot. It's not a little. But when I say underwrite, I mean real deals, not just looking at OMS and going, "Okay, I'm going to underwrite this." We want to seriously consider three deals a week and putting in one offer a week, and that's pretty aggressive for us because when we put in offers, they're normally real deals. So we haven't really put in that many offers because there hasn't been that many offers to put. So. That's what we're doing over the next six months. We want to put in an offer a week. If we do that, we'll get a deal a month. I know we will because um, that's just how it works for us. Because we're only going to look at serious deals, only off-market deals. Um, so we're, you know, we're we're uh, looking to hire more brokers. But once we bring the brokers in house, their idea is they want to invest in multifamily, but they can because they're real estate brokers. We can give them that opportunity, and if they have any deals, we can buy the deals from them. So that's another way that we're looking at deals. Uh, we just want to be aggressive. We want to stay aggressive. We want to keep our investors engaged because if we have all those investors and we're not putting their money to work, they're going to walk away or they're going to feel disengaged. And I think the other thing is with the education piece on this first deal, um, all the people who, all the investors, they're going to be getting our webinars. We're going to be doing monthly webinars, teaching them how to do the process, how you go through syndication, how you add value to their property. So that's going to be part of the, uh, value add to our investors and to our, you know, uh, all the people who are on the Jake and Gino platform. So you mentioned underwriting three three deals a week that are already pretty good deals or you feel like they could possibly be. How, have you narrowed it down to just those three before you look at them? That's a good question. I mean, uh, Dylan is, is really aggressive. We've got deals coming from our students. We've got deals coming from brokers. And we've actually broadened our reach so within three hours. So there's other markets, Lexington, Louisville, Atlanta, Chattanooga, other parts of Tennessee, we're there within three hours of Knoxville. So, so the reach is a lot bigger now. So we've got a lot more to look at. Um, and it's just deals that you know hit our hit our parameters, whether it's an eight or a ten percent cash on cash return, between six and seven cap rates, looking at that kind of stuff, looking at deals hundred units plus, depending on where you are. If we're going into a new market like Louisville, we'd like to have over hundred units so we can hire property management and we can hire maintenance guys full time. But if it's in our deal and our market, it's a 50 unit deal next to another one of our properties. We'll look at that also. Um, just anything that makes sense, anything that falls into the mom and pop realm, anything that has a motivated uh, seller, that's what, we're, that's what we're focusing on. Nice. Well, Gino, uh, tell the listeners how they can learn more about you and, and what you all have going on as far as another conference or, or uh, what's happening with Jake and Gino. I wish we had another conference coming up soon. We just came off our conference. Now, yeah. next October, next year, we're going to have a conference, hopefully in Orlando and Florida. Uh, really easy. It's just jakeandgino.com. Go on our website. We've got tons of articles, resources. Our podcast is called Build Our Profits because of the three-legged framework, buy right, manage right, and finance right. So we're on iTunes, 
uh, Wheelbarrow Profits YouTube channel. Um, we're out there. Awesome. You've been a great guest, Gino. I really appreciate you being on the show. Um, you know, I appreciate the listeners listening today. I hope you'll subscribe and, and leave a rating and uh, join us on the Facebook group where you can connect with these the guests and, and we can all learn from them about the syndication business. And thanks again, Gino. Whitney, thanks for having me on and I hope you guys all have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success. 